Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze and discuss the movie High Fidelity, five minutes at a time. I'm Kathy Stoker. And I'm David Stoker. I'm Candice LaSalle. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Hi. Hello. Howdy. How are we all doing? Good, good. good. <laughs> well, we're going to be uh, analyzing minutes 46 through 50 today, where uh, Penny gets agitated with Rob, is how we start and open up, and then we close with Rob putting in the CD by the beta band. Beta band. Beta band. Beta band. Yeah. I will now sell five so. CDs of the beta band. <laughs> So does anyone want to start off with, uh, you know, their altercation, I guess I'm going to call it? Well, I, I I keep waiting for, I'm like, what am I going to like, Rob? I'm kind of curious how I'm going to feel by the end of this movie. Be like, yeah, I don't know why I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be a recurring theme in these episodes. Like, oh my God. We should keep a scoreboard of, like, do any of us like him yet? Oh, like. He's just so, 45%. like, self-absorbed. Yes, yeah. self-absorbed is the way I would put it. Yes, Ugh. yes. Good call. Yes. Good call. Yeah. So, yeah. Why, don't we, why don't we just do oh. a check then, right? So, who okay. likes him so far? I do not. Yeah, oh. I partially like him. Okay, I. And I think it's because I think he has so much, so many issues to work on. Right, he's human. Right. Yeah, but God, he's a. I don't know if he. Uh... Do you like him, Dave? I. I... There, there are moments when I like him, but there are moments when he's just a complete dirtbag. Yeah, well, like, I'm kind of, would, I, would you want to be friends with him? Because he seems like he's really just, like, all about I'm not, all about Rob. But, yeah, I know this is, you know, it's really just, in, we're seeing just the girlfriend part and the ex-girlfriends. But eh, pretty obsessed. And, you know, mm. yeah. You know, Penny freaks out on him. Penny, right. and as soon as she says, you broke up with me, you see his face glaze over. And he's like, that, and he doesn't hear anything else she says. Right. right. Yes. He's stuck. Oh, oh, you broke up. Oh, I, I broke up with her. And that's all he hears. Doesn't he hear yeah. what happened to her. And I am, yeah, she, he deserves, I think I've said this before, to get slugged. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm surprised Penny didn't like haul off and just smack him one. Yeah, she's too good for that. Yeah. I mean, she. I think she says, I was crazy about you, but didn't want to sleep with you at 16. Um, you broke up with me, and I said, and said I was tight. And then I went out with that. I think she says, like, shitbag or something. And I just really feel for her. Yeah. And well, he, I mean, all of that made her, I mean, it scarred her. Yeah, yes. it's changed, like, changed the course of her life. Her and, life yeah. in a dramatic way. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, she had sex when she wasn't ready and then couldn't have sex again until after college. And Lame. What? <laughs> oh, what, Chris? <laughs> I think Chris is regretting his, his yeah, lame. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm here mouth agape ag- at him. <laughs> yeah, so, but, and Rob doesn't hear any of that. Mm. And no. I, Right. No, it's in yeah. narcissistic mode. Yes. Right. Exactly, Kathy. So. Yeah, are we supposed to feel, uh, I don't know, not relieved for him? Or are we supposed to feel like, oh, good, that's you know one less 
you know, burden on his shoulders or whatever. He should have a greater burden on his shoulders. Yeah, he does. Thinking about what he did, what his... Right, there's you know. nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So I, I'm not friends with him yet. <laughs> yeah. He's not winning any fans right now. No, and... Oh no! I feel like sixteen-year-old Rob is the same as thirty-something-year-old yes, yes. Rob. Yeah, he's got a lot of growing up to do in the next forty minutes. However, <laughs> sorry, yeah. What's everyone else think? Sorry, we all know how I think. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with uh, everything you're saying. I mean, I'm uh, I, I, I mean, when she gets up and storms away, I mean, he immediately is like. You know, he's like, that's right. I broke up with her. And, you know, he just completely oblivious to everything she said. And she's like, that's another one I don't have to worry about. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, just. <laughs> yeah, there's kind of no words for that moment in a way. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, the only thing I find, uh, not annoying, but like, you know, going back to the previous set of minutes when he's digging through his, you know, box of mementos, whatever, trying to find the phone numbers of all his old girlfriends. And he's talking about like, oh, why am I doomed to rejection? And, um, and like, we know, <laughs> like, he broke up with her. Like, we saw that happen. It's just interesting that he doesn't, even though he told us the story, he, does, he doesn't remember it that way. Right. Yeah. Or remember it. I don't, I'm not sure if it's even a remember that way, but he's, you know. And maybe it wasn't even a, was it an official breakup? Maybe like, maybe he just was like, well, you're not going to have sex with me and, and just kind of end it. But maybe like, it was like, not officially said we're broken up, uh, but just like, so like, a, I have to, you know, Oh, like it was a fight. And then she went out with Chris Thompson. Well, after that, not but... like a fight. Yeah. I guess like a fight, but then in their minds, they weren't together, but maybe there was no, in her mind, she's like, well, He's not gonna. I'm not gonna have sex with him, so he's breaking up with me. And maybe I don't. I'm not sure where I'm going. Is, is <laughs> what we myself. see is what we see before when he walks away from her. Is that his point of view? Because he just sort of, she, you know, they're kissing, and then he sort of turns away, and then he goes, just doesn't go anywhere, and then he walks away. Like in this point, she references like you called me tight, right? Like. Right. Did we not see that argument happen? Like there seemed to have been some comments made that maybe Rob omitted from his version. Oh, you think? Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I like that. So you're saying that we, so we've talked about Rob being like the unreliable narrator or whatever. So right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So he's leaving. He may have left out some of the, uh, yeah, some of the harsh things, things he, said. he may have said. Right. And, and maybe th- he didn't. Maybe he didn't remember breaking up with her. Maybe he just didn't. Like again, like because he is unreliable, he remembers it a particular way. That maybe he didn't remember that he actually broke up with her. Yeah, I mean, I think in every story, every there's always two sides, right? Everyone's experience of a situation is different. So, I mean, unless you're there with a camera recording it. You're, you're never going to hear what actually happened. Like, I mean, each person's truth is their own, but, you know, unless there's a witness right. and an right. unbiased witness like a camera that's not going to, you know, that you can actually watch it or and podcast. hear. Or or podcast. Yeah, but it just, 
yeah. So, yeah, maybe he did forget or, and she, or I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I fell for Penny and mm-hmm. I'm glad she stormed out. And, but I'm like, well, where is she going now? Like, what's, how is she going to, I feel like is she going to recover from this meeting? Like, hopefully she has some really good friends to go talk to and. I well, that's what I was thinking. She's got to go, like, vent to a girlfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Big time. Yeah, I'm sure it brought up a lot of stuff. For sure. Right. Why would right. she... Why do you think she met with him in the first place? Do you think it was out of curiosity? Like, if she went through that ordeal with right. him, and then after, like, wouldn't you not want to meet with that guy? Maybe she thought he was going to apologize. That's what I was going to say, Candace. Mm. <laughs> You know, I mean, why else would you want to meet with a derp? Like, you know, that someone who hurt you that much. When she said she was head over heels for him. And and maybe she's like, oh, he's going to make amends. And, you know, maybe she needed that. But clearly he wasn't. No. And then he goes right on and says, you know, Charlie, why isn't, um, said something like, I'm not ready to talk about her, right? Not ready to talk to her. Talk to her. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. And then goes right to Sarah. Yes. Yes. Who's got her own host of problems. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So here Sarah's, um, yeah, she's got her own problems. Sounds like she's out of work. She's she's taking medication, presumably for some kind of mental issue, whatever it might be, depression, or they don't quite say. But yeah, they're not quite sure. They're giving her different, she's, quote, a guinea pig because they're trying different medication types right and then she said she was making money at least right so is is she literally like like getting paid to take medications is that how i'm reading into that (laughs) oh she's like oh i didn't read it like that i just figured she was like she has some job that she's at least making money she's not destitute and right you know but i don't know do you think he's like a deer in headlights as she's going on and on and on like talking about all of this I think he kind of references that when they leave and he's like, he's like, I could be having sex back there, but you know, you wouldn't be having sex with just her. You'd be having sex with that whole sad community of people. So he recognizes that she's got some issues. I know, but he has two. Well, yeah, he has a different (laughs) set of issues. Just saying. So I, I, I was thinking, uh, I don't know about the deer in headlights, Kath, because I think he, you know, as soon as she starts talking, you know, he starts narrating on top. It, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, I'm not going to go to the rejection conversation. I'm not going to have this yeah. conversation where they're clearly, you know, no hard feelings here. Um, so to me, at that at that moment, he's being sympathetic um, and not being narcissistic. Yeah, I guess so. Which is, I just find interesting based on everything we've talked about up until this point, right? We're like, God, right. he's such a... And this is like the one, or a moment, I don't know if it's the one moment, the a moment where he's like, he pauses and doesn't say something stupid or take advantage of her or... Um, yeah, it's interesting that he is like that with her and he couldn't be like that with Penny. I mean, what? maybe because he was had a longer relationship with her and there was a deeper connection or... Mm. Personalities... Yeah. Well, they were rejection buddies at the time, right? right? They were both together because they had been rejected by others. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I guess, or, 
or if he just realizes, I don't know. I, di- I didn't necessarily view it as totally sympathetic, although I guess his face kind of makes it look like he's sympathetic. But I was just like, he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get any answers from her, so I'm not even going to bother. Oh, right. Like, I didn't view it as, cause I, but I guess maybe I'm a little jaded right now. <laughs> not on the Rob train. <laughs> Has, have you guys ever had a conversation with somebody and say, hey, how's it going? Oh, really bad. And they just, that's their answer, and they just dive in, like, oh, I wish I hadn't asked that question. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I've, I'm, I'm trying to think if I've answered a question, like, hey, Chris, how's it going? Oh, really bad, man. It's terrible. Let me tell you all my problems and just dump it on you. I think it's who. Like, is it, if it's close friends, sure. Right, um, right. If it's, you know, someone you haven't seen in a long time, yeah, maybe, maybe wouldn't jump in. I guess it's that level of, comfort but also i think she's just willing and you know ready to talk to him because of their past connection Mm. yeah that's what i think yeah yeah i think Um, you're right kathy like it depends who's asking yeah you know like yeah i tell you guys yeah they know (laughs) (laughs) um uh in this scene with rob and sarah uh he's wearing a a seven t-shirt Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is that seven T-shirt? I don't know where that seven T-shirt is. It looked like I was like, oh, it looks like a piece of pizza or something. Or I, I couldn't find. Uh, I was wondering it, and you guys can write. The last time we saw Sarah, she was wearing the number two T-shirt, which we yes. thought looked like you know the number two you'd see on a pool, you know, a billiard ball. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, is this number seven something else that could be pool hall related or something? You know, like uh, scoring. Like What's that? Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. Well, it looks almost um, stitched. It's not like an iron-on. And uh, it makes me think, you know, so why did he pick that T-shirt? I don't know. Why does anyone... I mean... Yeah, yeah I know. That's what Number dumpy. seven. It's got to... Yeah. yeah, it's got to have some kind of meaning to him. And Yeah. Or he just didn't put the effort in. <laughs> so it's... <was> inter- <laughs> <laughs> so up, up to this point now, we've seen three T-shirts with numbers on them. So we've seen a two, a seven, and an eight. What was the eight one? The eight was, uh, Rob was wearing it um, on the train. It was a Hong Kong t-shirt with a big eight on it. Oh, it was a big eight. Yep. Okay, interesting. We should keep track of all the number two, seven, Uh, eight. I am. Chris is. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a phone number we need to call. Oh. Maybe it's Charlie Nichols' phone number who's in the (gasps) phone book. No. I love it. That was my Aaron Burr impersonation. No. No. good transition Dave to, um, back to Charlie yeah she's, I, she's before, wait, I went, before we go to Charlie oh, though the, you know he could have had sex back there I'm a, really right. is that all I mean really that's where you're going to oh, I could have had sex back there but you know right. oh well good for you Ra right now he's some sort of stallion <laughs> or something right. I don't know I just just seems like out of everything that you just you met her to resolve some stuff and mm. it has to go to sex i don't know i guess maybe i'm a little too old for some of this <laughs> i'd like to go back to 30 year old candace right no that's like oh yeah yeah sure that's a point candace right i don't know what would 30 year old candace think of that but i'm not 30 anymore anyone out there i'm old <laughs> Just a little bit past, that's all. Yeah, just a little bit. Anyway, so I just, I needed to vent a little bit about that, too. Like, that just annoyed me. 
I don't think... Was I, she I just, thinking the same thing? Or was she like, oh, is he going to come in? Are we going to have sex? Or was that just him? Oh, that's what I... No, that's what but I she assumed. Was, yeah, she was, was waiting there for him. Yeah. Like, I think she was like... It was like a probably... And her face was disappointed. I'm sure like when, she was disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So Candace just rolled her eyes there for those who couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hear it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't think he was bragging i think he was just kind of telling us what just happened so we missed an awkward right it was an awkward greet at the door when he got there yeah right right? it it looked like another awkward he was like no no yeah i think he said something like even i think you might have heard him say like oh i gotta work in the morning or something you know one of those lame excuse kind of things so i think he was just explaining what just happened there okay that's i'm not i'm giving him a lot of credit but we can go with that (laughs) okay all right (laughs) So, how about Charlie and that yeah, phone Yeah, sorry, book? let's go to Charlie. Right, right, right. He leaves a message for her, right? And says she won't call back. Yeah, but she's on Neptune. Like, what? Was she all that? Like, is he just... Oh, my is God. Is she, like, on this, like, giant pedestal? Yeah. She think he thinks, like, she's, yeah. like, some superstar? Do you think she has any idea that he thinks that about her? She's in the phone book, like... Well, why wouldn't she be? Who who is this person? Like, no. she's a ghost, an extraterrestrial. Like, what's, a, what's think... a phone book? I thought of that. <laughs> that was the one note I had in that scene. How many people listening to this podcast are like, what, what's a phone book? Right, right, right. <laughs> it's a paper when, when copy did, of Google. When did phone books go out of you know vogue? Well, I don't know. We got one last year. No. Yeah. It was like the Milford Yellow Pages. Was yellow Pages. Right, so it gets like dropped off in your front door kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah right, right, right. That right. stopped showing up at a our house of, yeah, a few ago. years ago, maybe. Yeah. But. I don't know. Stupid internet. <laughs> well, it's less paper. Imagine all the paper. It's all the fun out of. Right, but now I can't show off how strong I am by ripping phone books in half. You know, so that's, <laughs> that's a downside of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to see you do that all the time, Chris. Yeah. What? <laughs> when was this? Why would you do that? I'm joking. That is not uh, true. I've never done that. Recycle. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Do you think she knows? Up. Go, Kathy. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, looking things up in the phone book. I remember my mom saying, "Look this up," and I was like, "Oh, this is fun." <laughs> yeah. Dave's looking at me like. Yeah, I don't think I ever looked at, thought of looking in the phone book as fun. <laughs> I mean, I rem- I can picture the phone, but I remember like going through and, and the yellow pages and, yeah. you know, where it starts. Yeah, I remember the yellow pages more than the white pages. The white pages, yeah. But I mean, I remember looking like our number up, looking our... Yes. You know, Look, I'm in the phone book. Yeah. I'm legit. Right. Yeah. Like when you had your first, like the first time you lived on your own and you had your own phone mm. number and then the phone book came out that later that year or next year and you're like, oh, it's me. No, I just remember doing that as a kid. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I just did that last week. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I probably did. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, uh, I, the, I think the comment about the phone book, that she's in the phone book and, you know, it, it's... Uh, we're definitely setting her up. Like we've seen, we saw her briefly, right, in this, in this kind of yeah. flashback, but we haven't seen her in action. And it's definitely a setup. Like, who is this woman? And it, you know, why is he describing her in this way? And so right. it'll be fun when we get to, to uh, actually meet her. To actually meet her to see how much she uh, matches his description. Right, right. And, and then they, there's an immediate switch to the record store, which I was interested to hear. 
um, your take, especially Chris, or you really like the scenes in the record store. I have, it's a, very th- busy. I have, a, I have a thousand notes now. Yeah, where I've got like two. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's super busy there. Yeah, it must be like a like, Saturday. Yes. Like the previous days we've seen it, it's been completely empty and, you know, one or two people. And now it's like a mob scene. Yeah. And Barry's hand-holding one particular customer <laughs> around the around the place and bolstering his collection. I wrote harassing. You wrote hand-holding. What do you have, Chris and Candace? Oh. Uh, I, I wanted to be that guy. I want the record store guy to lead me through the store and load me up with <laughs> records that I do not have. I think you do that to yourself, Chris. Yeah, but I but I, I want mean, I want somebody to, to like you don't have this take this you don't have this and I, I was making a list of everything he is giving him. Uh, oh dear! Because I'm like, do you, oh. do you, Chris, do you have blonde on blonde? I do have blonde on blonde, yes. Okay. Um, but I don't have the what Jesus is- and Mary chain, the, the Psycho Candy album that he gave him. That was how we okay. started, right? They were talking about Echo and the Bunnymen, um, which I, t- I I don't know how many times I had to go back. Like the the audio fades in when they cut to the store and. Very saying like he's he lists off like an album name, mm. and I, I can't, like I couldn't understand him. I had to like crank it up and like play it back, play it black. And he's he's talking about like the Killing Moon, uh, Killing Moon EP, which is like a it's just a it's like a single, it's a twelve inch single, which only has one song in the B side. Um, is Killing Moon the band? No, it's a song by Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh, sorry, so they're talking Oops. about that, and then they jump to Jesus and the Mary Chain. Um, and then they cut away. You know, they kind of cut away, and um, when they and when they come back later in the minutes, uh, the guy's got like a stack of like it looks like ten records. <laughs> He's still flipping through them. Like this is awesome. I want to be that guy. I bet you could be that guy. You could go into our local record store, and they could hook you up. Well, just play this clip and just say, "Can you be that guy?" To me, being the other guy, that would right. be funny. I'll video it, please. <laughs> please. Um, in Just the background, tell me what albums I need to buy? In the uh, in the background, they're playing um, uh, "Rock Steady" by Aretha Franklin. Oh. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, so that makes me think. So someone picked that. They picked that to put on. Who picked it? Rob, Dick, Barry. I still th- I think it's Barry because I think we we talked about another one. Oh. Um, it was "I Can't See on the Rain." I think was playing by Nia Peoples. I think, okay. and we're like, who would who would have put that on? It just feels like I don't know feels like a Barry thing to me. Mm-hmm. Right, because Barry doesn't let anyone else play music in the store, or that's his taste? I feel like it's his taste. And I don't know why. I mean, obviously, I don't know a ton about his taste yet. Uh, but if I was going to pick between the three of them, I would say it was Barry. Okay. I do don't you, know. Do you guys disagree? Agree? What do you guys no? think? Yeah, it sounds, sounds good to us. <laughs> I don't even think that much about it. <laughs> I didn't even know the initial song. I was thinking, like, oh, how cute Dick is talking with um, the customer who I believe is played by Sarah Gilbert. Yeah. 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 But I probably should pay attention to those details. I appreciate that you do, Chris. I think it's the details that of, like, Dick wearing that shirt over that other shirt that makes me gag. Oh. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a strong fashion criticism there, Dave. I know. What part? Is it because it's a V-neck t-shirt that you don't like? Or? It's a V-neck white t-shirt. So an undershirt. And it's like an undershirt. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Like, I just, the choice there just makes me question Dick's 
The whole t-shirt, the whole t-shirt worn over a long sleeve shirt. Well, I'm a fan of that. Not a V-neck yeah. though. But it's a very conscious decision you have to make. It's not like functional yeah. in any way. <laughs> well, it's layers. Like, ah, it's, why does he need to wear layers to work in the store? So why did he, why? Maybe, maybe the AC's up too high and, or then it gets busy and it gets too warm in there. So he has to it take a layer off. Makes me think of Moby. Moby. Very Moby, yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What was on um, Barry's t-shirt, Chris? Did you see? Yeah, he's uh, wearing he's wearing a, a Act Two microwavable French fries T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> microwavable French fries? Yeah. <gasps> Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. That's like, awesome. So I'm gonna say I thought it looked like um, it didn't look like French fries. I thought it was no. okay. I thought it was gonna be like um, some sort of hieroglyphics or something. Yeah, so, I assumed it was an album cover of some sort until I dug in, and like, Act French 2, fr fr French fries. <laughs> you can't microwave French fries. They come out horrible. Gross, I know. Like, you can't even reheat them, really. Yep. No. The guy he's talking with, has, is that a jacket he's wearing, or is that, like, a collared button down over the No, it's a jacket. That's, that's a like jacket. A, that looks like a windbreaker. Yeah, yeah. That's, I just found that to be an interesting. Do you know what shirt he's wearing, Chris? Yeah, the customer, he's wearing a t-shirt that says Lycos on it, and, uh, and it's got a spider. And Lycos. so Lycos was a search engine, but like, yeah, Lycos was a, yeah, wow. in the early days of, there were like 10 million search engines. Yeah. Uh, but Lycos is, if you look it up, it's a wolf spider. It's tied to him. So but what I don't know is like, is he wearing a, is he wearing a, a wolf spider t-shirt or is that associated with some band or something? And I could not figure that out. Oh, uh, but who is that guy? Is he someone from a local band? Do you know, Chris? <laughs> We're asking Chris. Chris is our, I know. I, our Chris is the only one that does research on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's Rich Talrico. <laughs> he's, uh, uh, he's an actor, writer, so he's, okay. done, he's been in a few things, nothing nothing major at all. Oh, I was hoping he was from a band or something, just because, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep, nothing, uh, nothing, that nothing jumped out in his, you know, biography that would be like, ooh, and he was in this thing, and... Uh, I guess he's associated. His biggest thing is associated with the Key and Peele show. Oh, uh, oh really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Key and Peele. Did anyone else think that Dick was cute talking with? I believe her name's Anna. I did. I thought you know because we've discussed in earlier minutes. You know, he's a bit socially awkward, mm -hmm. and I you know I was watching him, and I didn't I didn't get that sense at all in these minutes. I thought he was handling himself quite well. And, um, I mean, obviously he's talking about a subject matter that he's fairly mm -hmm. knowledgeable on. And so maybe that helped him feel comfortable. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's got a interested young woman in front of him. I thought, I thought he did great. And mm -hmm. I thought it was, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, he did a good job not being snobby to her, right? Even though he was kind of oh, yeah, explaining, I here's what where Green Day's influences are. I don't know, but I never think of Dick as snobby like the other two. Yeah, he seems a little enamored for him. Do you, do you think she came in to see Dick? Oh, I do. Like the way she's standing there, she's you know she's engaging conversation. Candace, <laughs> what? Yes, I think she did. Yeah, like she's been a customer before, yes. and she saw him, and she's like, "I'm going to go back on another day, and I'm going to talk to him." Absolutely. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it did feel like there was some sort of history, like not like they mm. knew each other history, but that, you know, it felt a very almost like a familiar conversation. Like, So do you think she 
she opened the door, like, say, hey, let's talk about Green Day? Because I don't think we... How did they get to Green Day? It's in the middle of the conversation that we walk, we right. show up, yeah. right? So do you think she was trying to engage him with, oh, do you like Green Day? Oh. Yeah, talk about a subject matter that he knows and will feel comfortable, like Candace was saying, and mm-hmm. totally put him at ease. And then, uh, you know, she introduced herself, says, I'm Anna. She's smart. Yep. She has. She has. So interesting. Yeah, um, I was going to say, she's not going for Barry. No. No. Yeah. Who's going to go for Barry? There'll be know. someone. There's someone for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, what are you gonna say, Chris? well, she, they, when they're talking about the Green Day, yeah. he thinks that uh, well, they both agree that the Clash inspired Green Day, um, and then he uh, Dick also everybody says, knows that, Chris. Yeah, I would say I agree with that as well. I didn't know that. Um, I, yeah, I <laughs> I, it's it's fine. I think it, it, he he does say, in my opinion, so he's not like, well, everybody knows that you know. Well, the they, she said it too. I mean, she knew. He, yeah, they yeah. both they, right. they connected on that. Right. Um, and he said he he thought the the other band, the Stiff Little Fingers, which is the you know the album he pulls out and starts playing for. Um, is that a real band, Chris? Uh, it is. Yeah, the album he pulls out is is uh, and it's called Inflammable Material. It's from 1979, and the song he plays is Suspect Device, uh, which is track one. Mm. Um, but in the script, side one, track one, side one, track one, and he actually you know he actually puts the needle on the beginning of the record, which. We saw that goof oh, earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the in the script, uh, they both say the Clash, but he he says he thinks um, they got inspi- also inspired by a band called the Stranglers, which I found interesting. Why there's a like why did they why did they change that? Maybe they couldn't get you know the license to play the Stranglers song in, Probably. Uh, in the movie, and that's why he didn't say it. Um, I would think. Wouldn't anyone want? their band to be mentioned in this movie i would think so but i don't know the stranglers so mm. yeah <laughs> those guys are jerks yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that so suspect device was the last song that they play so I, had you heard of that band before the the ones stiff little fingers yeah um i have a i have like one song of theirs on like a compilation of newberry comics like, oh, like okay i forget what the title of it was um it's Do they great, sound like Green Day? Uh, I can, yeah, I can see. Why you can see people, the influence. I, I can see the influence for sure. Yeah, or hear the influence. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a say, and the the song that I song that I know uh, happens to be from that same album. So it's a, at least a couple good songs on that one. Okay. So that was a. I mean, I, it, the last song in these five minutes, but I, I forgot to mention the first one, which is all the way back during the Penny and Oh yeah, uh, Rob mm-hmm. in the restaurant. There's a, some jazz music playing. Um, the song's called Robin's Nest, um, and it's by Illinois Jacquet and his orchestra. Um, it's from the 1996 album Go Power. Mm. And what's Ooh. interesting, Robin's Nest is spelled with two B's, R-O-B-B-I. And I think, I think that's, uh, isn't that the name of, um, in Magnum P.I.? Oh, <laughs> right? He's, he stayed at Robin, was it Robin Powers? Was that the, but his play, the... He, he, I thought it was, I thought it was Robin Masters. Place. What's that? I thought it was Robin Masters. Is that what it was? But I think his I think his the, the the his compound where he lived. I think I thought it was called Robin's Nest. So I was wondering if this is an, is a uh, is referencing. Yeah, it's it's Robin Masters, but with one B. 
The one oh, B? Forget it. Yeah. You blew my theory. Theory's out the window, Chris. Sorry. I, I, like, to, I like to talk about Magnum, so anytime I can weave a Magnum story into... I'd like to start calling <laughs> our house Robin's Nest or something. Some bird-related. That's cool. I would yeah. Welcome to the Robin's Nest. Yeah, I would love to have a name for our house. There's a lot. All, you always hear about, like, oh, yeah, welcome to my home. This is, well, we uh, kind of do. This is Shangri-La or, you know... <laughs> uh, <laughs> all these like a lot of br- homes in you know England seem to have names. Yes, oh, the family. Fountainhead. Yeah. You know, and where did that come from? Who got to name the building, and why is it still named that? You can name didn't your Hard- building didn't anything. Castle McCormick have a wasn't there's the crow's nest? Oh, is that maybe where I'm getting it mixed up? Hard <laughs> <laughs> Castle. I love that. Okay. Anyway, so sorry. All I just right, want to make so, sure yeah. I hit all the songs all in a minute. Songs. Right. Well, we end with right is. is Someone told me, and I, I bet well, no. it was Rob. Well, there's, so Dix puts on the album, and yeah. um, we get the bid-drift section of what Anna's wearing, and Dix sort of looks up at her, and like wanting her to be impressed by his, mm-hmm. um, his 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 opinion. Right. Sure. And then that's when she's like, she's like, you know, yeah, she's like, oh yeah, I can hear it, and you know, and then she, that's when they introduce each other, and. The, the woman behind is like, is this the new Green Day album? Like, <laughs> like that would be me walking in like, hey, man, this is the new Green Day album. Oh, it's home. <laughs> and they all be like, away. Yeah, and they exchange that little knowing look. It's pretty yeah. cute. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is good. It's a good, good bonding What's moment. What's her T-shirt? I think it's just flowers. Just flowers. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looked like a smock to me. It doesn't look like a, looks like something she was wearing over. They kind of have similar styles. She's wearing some layers, layers smock over her long sleeve shirt. It is. Uh, it's interesting. Now you guys say that you just connected something for me. So, in these minutes or in this scene, both both Dick and Barry are are bonding with customers instead of harassing customers. Right. Mm. So I just. I mean, I know we haven't seen Dick harass any customers, and we have seen it with Barry, but right. Uh, yeah. It's just interesting. So it. it I think going back to Dave, when we when we first walk into the store, see the store, it's full. Yeah. Right. It's busy. Mm. I think I, I think you just you, you maybe maybe we're supposed to pick up that everybody's in a good mood. Right? Yeah. And, and like Barry, Dick, you know, they're meeting ladies. This guy's um, educating this this customer on you know what he considers to be great music and right. Um, whereas if they were having a bad day. You know, There's Barry no probably way. harassing this guy. Like, get out of here! You know, you don't. Right, and know. the store's empty. Maybe like yeah. one person's in there. It's not alive. And, yeah, yeah. So the energy is is different. It definitely and, is. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting observation. But Rob's not in a good mood. <laughs> well, I, the one last thing about Barry is that um, I love when he, he you know he asks him. He's like, hey, you don't have blonde on blonde, and you know don't tell anyone. And then <laughs> then he gives him the album, and then he hugs him. And he's like, it's gonna be okay. I, I love know. it. I love it. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to figure out because uh, the guy's flipping through the records. He's got like in a stack of like ten records. Uh, I was trying to figure out what they all were, and it, it's pretty hard to see on the version of the film I have. And uh, the only one I saw I could pick out was. Uh, uh, the album "The Way of the Vaselines." It's like a, like a compilation album of the band The Vaselines, which we I think we talked about them briefly. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, a little tie back there. Well, tie back, but oh, sorry, am I interrupting? No, and I think the other tie back too is uh, in that scene. In that same scene with the customer, you can see all the records in the background, and you see Liz Fair's oh. "White Chocolate Space Egg," which we've talked mm. about too. Yes. So there's some, I don't know, just some threads that 
I find it interesting that he has given him a compilation album. We have talked about that. Yes. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's not something Barry would do, or any of them would do. Right. This is so. Uh, it, yep. And I think I, I think I know why because I did the same thing. I'm like, really, really. But but this this is a compilation album in that it's um it's not like here's all their best the greatest hits. It's a compilation. It's like their first three, their first couple of EPs all packaged together in one record so it's i don't know so it's like a delivery mechanism of not not picking out okay but a true owner would look search for that one album not a not a previously unreleased right but maybe this guy is not necessarily whatever a collector maybe he's just looking for right good music yeah my guess is barry has the individual eps right and he's like well you know what we don't have those but i need to get this guy into the vaseline so i'm going to give him the first few right um, yeah so yeah you know yeah. i couldn't i couldn't i i'm i'm probably gonna go back and try to figure out the other three you could like see three of them and uh, i just i ran out of time <laughs> yeah and then rob yeah. what does rob tell dick he says i'm i'm about to sell five copies of the beta band oh yeah, yeah. and then dick says do it do it yeah i like the way dick says that yeah. i just he's just like nonchalant or like he knows he can do it he knows right he must know exactly what and then, rob's gonna play probably like i don't know and then i like how they rob sort of you know puts a cd in and then he stands up and he does the the folded arm thing and dick is also standing there with the folded arm and they're both like <laughs> they know just waiting <laughs> right right it's pretty awesome i i I like that moment because yeah, it's cool. But I also don't like that moment. Like, oh, they're totally manipulating their 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 customers, right? I mean, <laughs> of course, that's what they're there to do to sell you know sell music, right? And make. <laughs> I know, like, but you're one of those customers. It happens to you every time we go into a store. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So does it annoy you to think that that's what the people behind the counter at Bull Moose or Newber Comics? At every turn. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Am I, are you they playing me? Or so my assumption is the music that's being played in the store is like someone's favorite music. The guy behind the counter. I, I I get to play pick the records today. I'm gonna to play my favorite music. Not I'm gonna play this music so we can sell copies of it to the these chumps in the in the crowd. <laughs> I don't know. Do so you feel like you're a chump now? I do. I'm feeling a little chumpish. Oh, I, I be no no no. Be positive. Go with they're picking what they want to play. Yeah, picking what they sure. like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to walk in and like oh I'm gonna be. Listening to this album in another hour because Chris is going to bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here's that guy coming in quick right. with a stack of records. <laughs> he's, he's back. Put a new album on. Oh. Is totally his wife die. with him? Is she not? How many albums are we going to be able to sell to him? Is she going to talk about it? Come on. Come <laughs> uh, on. One other small note before we end. Uh, he sell you know in the in the. He says he's going to sell five copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band, which I always found confusing because it's called, the, t- the album's called the three EPs. Um, in the script, he's going to sell four copies of Cats and Dogs by the Royal Trucks. So same kind of thing. It's same a different kind of different mm-hmm. set of music, and I'm guessing it's just because yeah. they couldn't get the rights. Right. Yeah. I will say, you know, as much as I am finding myself completely annoyed by Rob, in this movie every time the minutes end i want more 
So mm. I guess there's something to just the movie in general, yeah. right? Like it's not just Rob. It's you know I'm like oh, you know because it is when it ends. I'm like oh, or is he going to sell them? <laughs> you know, or how's he going to do that? What's so? Oh, I thought you were going to say something like uh, um. I'm out. I'm done. I'm just, <laughs> I'm done. You're not going to hear me on so the rest the next, of the, the podcast. Next, the next episode like, just going to be yeah. the three of us and Candace is out. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I want to keep going to those moments when, wait, why do I love this movie so much? And when's it going to happen about Rob that I start to like him? You haven't had a moment in the movie that you've loved? In this, I've had several moments in this movie where I'm like, I love this movie. Like Barry's interactions with customers. Right. Like those are, those are, I think are fantastic. Right. So maybe by the end, I realize it's all these parts, the sum of the parts. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I mean, I, I it's, it's d- different. I mean, you guys have more experience watching a movie minute by minute and, <laughs> and analyzing it. Whereas Kathy and I are a little new to this. And I think I've said, I, I wouldn't want to do that to one of my favorite movies. I don't think it would make me like it less, you know, because, but, you know, it's a different experience. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I mean, when we first did, when we came out of the gates, we did Wrath of Khan, and I think Chris and I both agree that we have high respect for Wrath of Khan, and, and, you know, it's those moments when you're looking at a minute and you're picking it apart, and yeah. you're like, oh, my God, this is like the greatest movie ever, and I'm, I'm destroying it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. But one thing I'll say, we're not analyzing it super in detail because no. I didn't hear anybody here figure out what breakfast cereal was sitting on the counter when Rob was going through the phone book to talk to Charlie. Well, you know, I think I, I do have to say to our listeners, I feel like I probably could be doing more research. And I don't know. Do they want to know the cereal that he's eating? What's the cereal, Chris? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I gave it a half-hearted uh, attempt. I'm like, well, it ain't Cheerios, so I'm out. Um, right. Yeah, been, I mean... It might have been shredded wheat. I don't know. Oh, shredded wheat, I think, does have a red box. It was a red box, was it not? It was a red box. <laughs> so I did notice that. But, well, maybe I will, like, be really detail-oriented and we'll hear the Captain difference Crunch. next week. Captain Crunch? Yeah, that's yeah. red. That's a red box. I was thinking that, too, Candace. i got to jump on the research train, too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe Fruity Pebbles? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Fruity Pebbles, too. I thought his kitchen looked quite mature, like, and big. And neat. Yeah. Well, he probably doesn't cook in it. Right. 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 Just cereal. Makes me think of um, Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex and the City. Doesn't she just use her kitchen for, like, shoe storage or something? (laughs) And she doesn't ever, she never cooks in it. It's just, like, more closet space. (laughs) Shoes in the cabinets? No, I don't think so, but I I just... But in her oven, I think, or something. I think there's an episode or something that she references her kitchen. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Anybody else have anything for these minutes then? No. No, I'm good. All right. All right. So then our top five, uh, top five this week, uh, we're going with just a little tricky trying to pick a top five based on the, these minutes that we just went through. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard with the content. So, um, Candace, this was your idea, right? Well, I guess it was my idea in that I think I was like in the car and I heard a duet and I was like, oh, that might be fun. 
duets, duets. even though it has nothing to do it with the, these minutes. We could say duets. He has seen, there's like two couple scenes, duets. Is, mm. you know, we can link it that way. Barry and his customer. Barry and his, there's a lot of duets <laughs> in this scene. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Duets. Yeah. So duets. All right. So who wants I, to go I've first? I've said that word so many times. Duets. Yeah, duets. duets. The word has lost all meaning. <laughs> Do you want to go first then, Candace? Me? You, uh, you came up with the idea? Sure. Okay. I wonder how many duplicates of these duets we will have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. actually quite interested to see. Well, I found myself, and once again, I feel like I always have to explain. Um, <laughs> I'm realizing we top five. I don't have a top five of anything. And so to come up with something that I love is kind of tricky because, I mean... I guess I probably could come up with my top five bands, as Chris knows. I mean, because I tend to listen to the same bands all the time. So obviously those would be my top five. But anything else, I don't know. So I make that my criteria. Like top five is something I would listen to more than once or I hear it and I love it every single time I hear it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So obviously the top five is just a weird thing. It's weird. Mm. Is it not? Kind of? <laughs> No. I love doing our top five. It's not fives. weird. I, I, yeah, I, it's not weird at all. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. I think you have top fives. You just don't call them that. I guess so. I really love these five songs. That's your top five? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I know. It's weird. But I don't know. Okay. Here we go. So um, my first one, no particular order. Um, don't Go Breaking My Heart, Elton John and Kiki D. Awesome. I love that song. I love it every time I hear it. And I could hear it. I could listen to it multiple times in a row. Like so. In a row? Like put on repeat? I could. Oh, fun. Yeah. I love that song. That's a good one. I like it. That's a... So, sorry. That would be a fun top five list. Top five songs you could listen to on repeat. Because I definitely... There's like three or four... Hamilton. already popped in. Oh. A, a song? A song. Oh, I could listen. I have tons. Tons of songs you just put totally. on. Totally. I could, yes. Oh, let's save that. Let's do that one sometime. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, so my next one is um, Just Give Me a Reason by Pink and Nate Roos. Um, I love that song. I love Nate Roos. I just love him. So it's not surprising he made his way in there. So I'm glad he had a duet because, <laughs> you know. Um, and then... Um, this next one is from the movie Once, Falling Slowly, uh, by Glenn Hansard and mm. Marketa Inglova. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Okay. Um, I mean, that movie is so full of such awesome songs, but I love that one. Um, this one's a little bit different, um, but I I like this song. It's a good kind of sexy song. Oh. Um, Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a duet, right? It doesn't have yes. to be, right? Well, Santana doesn't sing, but he sings with but his But he's guitar. playing, yeah. So, I mean, it's his song, but Rob sings, right? Yeah. No? Sure. I think that's the whole album is like, that's oh. from, is all like kind of duets. And okay. Santana and other people, so right. yeah. So I was just being kind of edgy. Edgy. There. Yeah, that's yeah. me, edgy. Pushing, pushing. <laughs> when someone thinks of edgy, maybe go Candace. <laughs> Do it. Okay, and so this last one is totally out there. It's a Christmas song. Ooh. And it's God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by the Bare Naked Ladies and Sarah McLaughlin. 
Oh, wow. I could listen to that song. I could listen to it today yep. in July and love it. Um, I didn't even think of Christmas songs. Well, <laughs> it popped in my head, and I don't know why it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, love that song. So those are my five. I actually have four honorable mentions, but I won't mention them now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Chris. To me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Surprised I everyone. I wasn't ready. Yeah, you surprised me there. Sorry. Um, okay, so my... <laughs> uh, yeah, my top five in no particular order. Um, first one, It's Only Love by Brian Adams and Tina Turner. Ooh. Ooh. Had an awesome music video where he was, it's like a live version of it. And, you know, Brian's out on stage first and then, he, you know, singing his part. And then Tina Turner comes out on stage yeah. and sings the other. It's, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, next one is Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that song's amazing. I, I actually, I, I had it as Queen, David Bowie, but I don't know if it's David Bowie and Queen. Like, right. I don't know who, who, who wrote that one, you know, who, who was the primary on that. But um, I always have a key, uh, Peter Gabriel song uh, on a list. Uh, so uh, Don't Give Up, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush. It's probably a really popular one. He, he also mm. did one with uh, another one with uh, Sinead O'Connor, but it's not as uh, not as not as good. So, yeah, Don't Give Up. Classic. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, actually just heard it recently, and I'm so glad I did because I would have probably forgotten. Uh, Easy Lover. By Philip Bailey and Phil yeah. Collins, uh, uh, yeah. which is just a super fun song. And then my last one was "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" by Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. <laughs> cool. And it's, that's just uh, Stevie Nicks is great, and then you know just Tom Petty. His voice is so I don't know unique and nasally, and just is is a really interesting combo. I, I, so that's a and I have one honorable mention. Awesome. Uh, I actually knew some of those songs. Oh, yeah, you were wondering if you didn't know any of those. Yeah. I know, a lot of times I you don't. You know all of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to nominate Dave. Dave, you're up. Okay, so I will say that uh, Chris and I have one combo, and that is Easy Lover by Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. Nice. Fun. I love that song. Um, again, no particular order like Chris. So I have The Girl Is Mine. Which is by Paul McCartney mm. and Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I almost had one of theirs. The Thriller album that um, was my first album ever. Um, Empire State of Mind by Jay Z and Alicia Keys. Mm. Okay. Um, I have Baby Driver by Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. And then last one is much like Chris. I have to have an Owl City one on. So I have Alligator Sky, which is by Owl City and Sean Christopher. Mm-hmm. And I have one honorable mention. Although I I did, um, the Elton John song was also sort of on my honorable mention because I wrote it down and then took it With off. With Kiki D? Yes. Ah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to call you out or anything, Dave. It's more just, so Simon and Garfunkel. I was going to ask. Are they, they, is that, aren't they considered it's like two a, people a group? singing? It's a duet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think so. By so, you're saying that all of their albums are all their songs are duets. Duets. Got duets. it. Duets. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I was again not trying to call you out. It was just more you made me. It was a thinker. Well, it made go, me pause and made me wonder. I'm like, oh well, maybe Simon and Garfunkel had broken up, and this was a song when Did they were later? they got together later. But we, we, you had a band, Chris. Wouldn't that be not a duet? 
I had that question too about bare naked ladies and Sarah McLaughlin. Like, well, I was thinking more of Queen. Oh. Oh yeah, that too, right? Queen, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying Simon yes. and Garfunkel duet. Yes. And I'm I'm just fine with that. Oh, is this more? Just asking. Just asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your turn, Kath. All oh, right. There's no one else to go. Come on, Kathy. Um, so, like Candace, I had um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart as well <gasps> with Elton John. Yeah. I could listen to that song forever. I wish I could sing it. I'd sing it now. Um, Islands in the Stream, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Just yeah. a great classic. Yes. Um, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, George Michael and Elton John. Mm. Mm. That's a great one. That's um, a cool one. One day. Um, oh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Love that one. That's a great one, yeah. And, uh, this is a throwback to the 90s, but One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Um, I know a little cheesy, but like I really enjoyed that yeah. when, they, when it came out. I don't know the year it came out. I'm trying to remember that song. I get excited um, for our playlists. Yes, me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, and then... Um, I have one um, honorable mention. Oh. Oh, I, I, I guess I now? went overboard with my four honorable mentions. Yeah, Kathy, what's your honorable mention? I, I said Shallow by Lady Gaga and ah. Brad uh, Bradley Cooper. Mm. Um, I like it, and, and it's it definitely, if you see the movie, I think it even brings it more to life and heart. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie. I want to see the movie. But their performance on the Oscars was yes. quite that enjoyable. Was yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. My mind. It was. Um, Dave, we'll go backwards. Do you want to do your honorable mention? So my one honorable mention was Solid by Ashford and Simpson, which again is still kind of a band, but they, <laughs> but they, but it is a duet. So it is a duet. Duet. I love this. I'm trying to think about Donnie and Marie. Like Solid song. as a Rock, is that yeah. that song? Solid. Yes. Oh, Solid. Right, yes, I love that song. It's a great one. Oh, me too. Okay, Chris. Oh, my honorable mention, Candace already had it, was God Rest You, Je Merry Gentlemen, uh, We Three Kings by Bare, Na Bare Naked Ladies and Sarah McLaughlin. It is a song that I could listen to any time during the year. It's just just a great yeah. just a great version of both songs and the way they blend together. And Yeah, yeah I yeah. sing it like I, I'm a really good singer when I sing it. <laughs> and I, oh, I sound like Sarah McLaughlin. No, I don't. But <laughs> she has such a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so my four honorable mentions... <laughs> Jeez. Um, Endless Love, Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. All right. Um, the Next Time I Fall, Peter Cetera, Amy Grant. Nope. No? Don't I don't know, know, that if one? I know that one. Wow, Chris doesn't know one. You Don't Bring Me Flowers, Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. And then this one is uh, a little different. Uh, Lucky, uh, Jason Mraz and Colby. Um, I don't how to pronounce her last name. K Calais. Calais. Yeah. Calais. Calais. Yeah, I love that song. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. I forget. Do we put honorable mentions on our playlist? I don't. We don't. Okay. Should we? I don't know. No, no, I, don't I don't know. So. I don't think so. No. If someone, okay. I, I think, think. Look it up. Look it up. Top five is top five. Yeah. It's not sort of top five. It's right. top five. Right, Dave. You're right. Yeah. All right. We're staying inside <laughs> the box here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think duets. we're duets. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those were great. I am excited about this these, this playlist. Yep. Yeah. 
So speaking of playlists, all these all these uh, songs, our playlists will be on our Spotify account, the High Fidelity Minute, High Fidelity Top Five Podcast. Yes. Um, and uh, while you're at it, you can also go find us on social medias. We are High Fidelity Min on Instagram and Twitter. And we're, uh, you should get on Facebook if you don't have a Facebook account, just so you can join the High Fidelity Listener Lounge. Listen Why do I always forget listener's what it's called? Lounge. The High Fidelity Listeners, listeners Lounge. Which is a fun place if you want to share your top five of duets or yeah. other top fives or Ooh, yeah. talk about you know how annoying Rob is or not. Maybe you love Rob. Right. Or answer the questions that we can't answer here. Well, like, that. what are all the records that the customer got from, from Barry? I would yeah. like to know. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah. You have knowledge. Share it. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, let's wrap it up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be back again next week talking about uh, minutes 51 through 55. Yeah, wow. Um, here's the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye for now. Bye. Take care. Bye.